You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Not long ago, Leonard Horton experienced a brush with death. He was rushed to Emory University Hospital with severe chest pain. There they found the massive blood clots which almost cost him his left leg. And according to Mr. Horton, his kidneys and liver were shutting down and his life was on the line. Fortunately, thanks to a new procedure called ultrasound-assisted thrombolysis, Mr. Horton was able to make a complete recovery in a matter of days, and now he looks forward to a normal life. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and joining me from Atlanta, Georgia, is my guest, Dr. Abbas Shamsuddin, Associate Professor of Interventional Radiology at the Emory School of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Shamsuddin. Thank you very much. Doctor, can you give us a brief overview of deep vein thrombosis and the challenges doctors face when treating it. Deep vein thrombosis is really a formation of large clots in the veins of the legs. Now, why is that serious? Because the veins of the legs are what we call the capacitance vessels. These are big vessels that carry a large amount of blood at any point in time during the day. And if these vessels clot, now we have a large clot forming in this big vessel that is ready willing and able to break loose and go up to the heart and from there to the lungs, clogging the arteries to the lungs. Of course, lungs are the organ where blood is cleared up from carbon dioxide and oxygen is put back inside the blood for oxygenation of the body. And therefore, the formation of these blood clots should be regarded as a very serious and emergent situation that needs to be treated. In addition to the risk of blood clot breaking loose and going up to the lungs, the presence of the clot in the leg itself prevents the blood from going back smoothly to the heart and therefore can cause the leg to swell, to hurt, to become red, very discolored, and sometimes can cause the loss of the leg. What is the traditional treatment for deep vein thrombosis, and why is this new technique an improvement in terms of patient outcome and length of treatment? Traditionally, deep vein thrombosis has been treated with blood thinning medicine. There is a medicine that is given to the patient to thin their blood and prevent clot formation. Now, our body will take care of clots of any kind and anywhere, but with time. It's going to take some time, and this is why any time a blood clot happens, it's a problem because you really want that clot to dissolve very fast. Our body will handle clots with time and clean them up, but not as fast as we would like. So the blood thinning medication really prevents new clot formation, and a weight gives the body a break to start handling this clot. In a lot of situations, this is fine if the clot is not that big and is, is not in a critical area, you know, maybe in a small vein or in an artery that's not an essential, that goes to an organ which is not an essential organ, really. That's a well-tolerated situation. But in situation where the clot is in a, a very critical artery, say in an artery to the brain or to the heart, you really need that clot to be cleaned up immediately. And blood sending medication is not going to be helpful. Like I said, deep venous thrombosis traditionally have been treated with anticoagulation. That's a blood thinning medication. This is how we call it, anticoagulation. 
The ones that are available, of course, are heparin, which is given through the vein, or certain shots that are given through the belly. The patient can take them at home, or a pill called Coumadin, which is given for patient needing anticoagulation for a long time. Was the ultrasound guided by thrombolysis that was performed on the gentleman mentioned in the introduction, Leonard Horton, was that the first one performed in the U.S.? It was the first one performed on this particular patient with this particular situation. Mr. Horton had a very serious condition. He had a recent surgery. And, of course, this is always the scare when people get surgery and, you know, sit around and don't move too much. Blood flow slows down in the leg and a clot can happen. This is why people after surgery are urged to move around and get out of bed so that they don't form a blood clot. So Mr. Horton had surgery on his left leg, on his left hip, his toes, all the way down to where the big vein in the belly called the inferior vena cava joins the heart. All of that was clotted. And this is an extremely serious condition. Typically, these patients die. These patients very rarely make it to a hospital even. And this is the first case that we have performed this technique to really save and Thankfully, we were successful. Where was this technique originally developed? Believe it or not, this technique initially was developed in Japan some 10 years ago and was discarded because, I don't know, probably there was no interest in it or something. Nobody knows until a young engineer from Seattle picked it up and decided to use it in the medical field. And they came out with what we call a catheter, a tube that is placed inside the blood vessel and through inside that tube runs a wire that acts like an ultrasound probe, just the probe that the doctor puts on the belly to look at the baby and all that. The same kind is now shaped inside a wire that goes inside that tube. And what happens is that the ultrasound will emit waves that are directed in a circular manner outside of the catheter, causing basically, imagine an earthquake shaking a building. So basically what it does, it shakes that clot and fragments it into pieces. At the same time, a medicine called a clot-busting medicine is ran through that tube. So we are fragmenting the clot and we are hitting it with the clot-busting medicine and what the end result is a very rapid clearing of the clot. Basically, the clot melts like it's an ice cube. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and my guest is Dr. Abbas Shamsuddin, Associate Professor of Interventional Radiology in the Emory School of Medicine. And Dr. Shamsuddin, you just described how the ultrasound-assisted thrombolysis technique works. Tell us, what are the risks or complications of this new technique? Again, there's no procedure without a risk of complications. What we do during this procedure, we have to get access into the clotted vessel. And it's nearly always to a small puncture, not bigger than one or one and a half millimeters. And we enter the clotted vessels and we place those casters that carry the ultrasound wire and we run the clot-busting medicine. Now, the clot-busting medicine causes breakage of the clot in that clotted vessel, but at the same time can potentially cause to bleeding elsewhere. The nice thing about this technique is that it allows us to deliver a very, very small dose of the clot-busting medicine that potentially is extremely safe, extremely safe and really makes the risk of bleeding extremely small. Of course, there are patients that are at risk for bleeding if you run clot-busting medicine in them. For example, patients that have a possibility of bleeding 
from a stomach ulcer, for example, or if they have a brain tumor or things like that. But on an individual that doesn't have risk of bleeding, this is extremely well tolerated. So the risk of bleeding is a little bit increased here. However, if you weigh the advantage of cleaning up a deadly clot versus the bleeding, the advantages much, much, much outweigh the complication. Right. You mentioned that this was developed 10 years ago in Japan. Has it been used in Japan since then? And and is it used routinely in other countries? As far as I know, no. We've been presenting our, you know, since Mr. Horton, we've been doing some of these cases and we've been presenting them. I know that slowly the word is spreading, but it's really remained much underused. I really think that this is a technique that potentially can allow patients with stroke in regaining their brain function extremely fast. I know that the maker of this caster are working on developing tiny, small, hair-like caster that can go inside the arteries to the brain and potentially clean the blood clot there from a stroke. I think that would be a wonderful thing if we apply that on the heart, for example, patient that get a heart attack, a clot to the artery in there, and their heart, that also should be something very interesting to look into. Have you done any other ultrasound-guided thrombolysis procedures yet? Yeah, quite a few, actually. And we just sent our paper for publication for that in the uh, Journal of Vascular and Invention Radiology. How is Mr. Horton doing today? Mr. Horton is enjoying the beach with his grandchildren and is leading a very normal life. He is a very busy businessman, and it's hard to really keep him down. Very nice. It must be exciting for you to be part of a medical first in the U.S. What's the experience been like for you? You know, it's extremely rewarding. I can't tell you, that night I sat with uh, Mr. Horton's family, and I gave them a very grim pictures, and I asked her to call her family members to be at the hospital that night to prepare for the worst. The next morning when I went to see him, I was expecting the worst, and, and, you know, and I was amazed. He's sitting there in his bed. He doesn't have any tube in his mouth. He's eating breakfast. Amazing. It was really amazing how the turnaround uh, happened. Well, yes, it is an amazing technique. Uh, tell us a little bit about the cost, how much the device costs, how much you would expect treatment to cost. Compared to any other surgical procedure, I don't think this is an issue. The nice thing about the company is that initially they they were able to provide us with a machine. See, this caster is hooked to a generator that generates the ultrasound, and they basically brought them in and kept them in place free of charge, and I think they would work with any professional who is willing to use it for that. The catheter and the ultrasound probe, I think, are about $2,000. And then, of course, when the patient is running this catheter in with the ultrasound and the clot-busting medicine, typically we use a TPA. There's the cost of ICU stay, but typically these are patients that are very sick and would be in the ICU anyway. Thank you for listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and my guest has been Dr. Abbas Shamsuddin, Associate Professor of Interventional Radiology in the Emory School of Medicine. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.